Hello and welcome to the What The Heck podcast. I'm your host, Glenn. This is a creature feature episode where I look at cryptids. I'll describe them, delve into their history, look at some eyewitness accounts and look at what they might be. Research is as academic as possible and references will be given after the story. This week's creature is the gin. Western culture talks of demons, which are the evil spirits from the darkest places. These demons come from Christianity mostly. Other religions and cultures have their own version of these evil spirits. In Islam, these spirits are called the jinn, sort of. Jinn can be good or evil really. They're just compared to evil spirits more often. In the Quran, the jinn were said to have been created from a fire without smoke. Whether this means the end of the flame or a pure fire is unknown. The important part here is that they were born of fire. They were made before the humans, who were made of clay. Angels were created of light. Because of their affinity with fire, the jinn are invisible. But the jinn existed before modern Islam. The ancient Mesopotamians had legends of them too. The time difference between Mesopotamia and the birth of Islam is around 2,000 years. Although not mentioned specifically as jinn, the demons of Mesopotamia and their wind spirits act as the precursors to them. One of the most famous names of these demons is Pazuzu. Yes, the same Pazuzu mentioned in The Exorcist. Before Islam began using the jinn, they were given five categories. Possibly the most popular kind is the married. Translated as rebellious, it's widely regarded as the most dangerous and evil kind of jinn. They are proud and arrogant which means they're easily manipulated into doing things for you. They're born with free will and are able to align with humans through battle, flattery or rituals. The next are Ifrits. These exist in a tribalistic social structure ruled by kings and leaders. They're usually viewed as evil, but also possess free will to decide their actions. According to Islam, King Suleiman trapped an Ifrit and forced him into servitude. One also appeared in A Thousand and One Nights, in The Porter and the Young Girls. According to legend, the Ifrit reside in ruins, and in African legend, they could also live at the bottom of swamps and muddy pools. Generally speaking, they will marry amongst themselves but have been known to marry humans as well. This is the most commonly depicted jinn, showing up in books, movies, TV shows, and video games like Final Fantasy. The third category are ghouls. The original spelling doesn't have the O in it. 
These ones are ferocious and feast on human corpses and their blood. They're cannibalistic and lure travellers and children in to eat them wherever they can. They usually reside in graveyards where they can steal corpses to eat. There's also the Silact. These are malicious shapeshifters. In fact, their talent is so great that they are almost indistinguishable from what they're trying to be. They are some of the smartest and most powerful of the Jinn, and some of the most dangerous. Usually female, they tend to change into the form of a beautiful woman. Once they've done that, they are known to seduce and marry men, procreating and creating hybrid children. They can appear as males too, doing the same thing. Both sexes are very similar, both having the intention of malice. The final type of jinn is the Jan. The folklore suggests that these predate all other kinds of jinn and were the rulers of the earth about 2000 years before the dawn of man. Their king, Jan ibn Jan, offended Allah, and Allah sent Ibn Harith down to earth with an army of angels. Jan ibn Jan chose to fight and was defeated by the army. As punishment for their offences, the Jan were reduced to a weaker form of themselves. Even with their powerful reduction, they still remain one of the most powerful forms of jinn. However, they don't tend to be evil anymore. They live in deserts, revealing oases to any and all travellers. Because they're the oldest of the jinn, they tend to be more accepting of humans than the other ones. They either help them or leave them alone and won't harm them unless they offend the Jan severely. The Quran does list many more types, but the major five are the ones I've just listed. But that's really the main part of their history. However, jinn have been seen before, ever since the seventh century. The Prophet Muhammad acknowledged the existence of the jinn and left ways to protect yourself from creatures that you can't see. But before that, King Suleiman had trapped some of the jinn in his ring. Some may know the story of Solomon's ring, which is the same story told from different perspectives. Pre-Islam, believers in the jinn had a set of exorcism rituals in place to protect themselves. They used beads, incense, bones, salt, and charms written in Arabic, Hebrew, and Syriac, the ancient language of Syria. They would also create wards to frighten the jinn, hanging the teeth of animals around their necks. Even in the modern day, it's common to see videos about jinn inhabiting abandoned buildings and to hear about jinn infesting places to cause grief to anyone nearby. One schoolgirl claimed that a bully at her boarding school nearly choked on her tongue when it swelled up after breaking another student's necklace. The student whose necklace had been broken began speaking in a male voice, claiming to be a jinn 
who had travelled from far away. Later, it was revealed that the necklace had been bought from a shaman so that it could hold a malevolent spirit. Residents of Bala in Oman regularly claim to experience jinn activity amidst the architecture there. Bala is an outpost with an ancient fort in the desert. A man named Muhammad al-Hinai, who is described as a devout Muslim with a postgraduate degree, has reported seeing a pale woman in rags and heard her cackle. Someone else claimed that his sibling's personality changed after encountering a jinn. In modern times, the jinn have been represented in multiple ways. In 1994, Disney released the animated film Aladdin. The film was very loosely based on the story of Aladdin from 1001 Nights. In the film, a blue man comes from a lamp named Genie. Genie is an anglicised version of the singular word for a jinn, Ginny. The powers that Genie shows throughout the film fall in line with the jinn powers, but he is trapped in a lamp that limits him, causing him to grant the wishes of anyone in possession of the lamp. Five years later, another film came out involving the jinn. This one was called Wishmaster. It was a Wes Craven film and was a horror. In this film, a jinni is awakened from a jewel and sets out to summon his fellow jinn so that he can enslave the earth. The film spawned three sequels, each showcasing the power that jinn have to grant wishes if they feel that they should. The jinn may not have a complex or storied past, but a lot of people believe in them and their power. I've not included a description section for this episode. Of course not because humans can't see the jinn. And because of their folklore nature, there are only two theories. The first theory is that they don't exist. We've looked at folkloric creatures before. They're often created to explain things that couldn't be explained at the time. Sandstorms, intensely hot summers, and dangerous ruins hiding in the sand are enough to scare people. Stories can be made to scare people or ward them away from danger, which is potentially what happened there. But that doesn't explain the reports of possession that appear all over the place. It would make sense if the only time we heard of the jinn was in stories and fables, but there are actual reports out there that make this a bit more difficult. Of course, the other option is that the jinn are very much real. The evidence is there for it to be potential. Possession and eyewitness accounts are just as much evidence as seeing something with our own eyes, especially in the case of cryptids. The issue we have with that, though, is that just believing in them isn't what this podcast is about. 
I try and lay out the evidence to give you the option to decide. But this one is different. The evidence is there, but it's tentative at best. There is a third option here, and it's to do with religion. The Mesopotamians were polytheistic, and the jinn featured in their faith. The Quran references the same creatures later in history. The Bible also mentions demons in the desert, and based on the proximity of the three faiths, it isn't too far a stretch to suggest that they're similar, if not the same creatures. Now, in order to agree to this option, you'd have to come at it with the idea that these books could hold some truth to them. As we explored in previous creature features, it's entirely possible that the jinn are just used as imagery for other things that have been exaggerated over time and given physical form. Whatever they are, jinn are major players in the Muslim faith. Whether you believe in them or not, it would be worth heeding warnings of their presence if you're ever told about them. The warnings are likely for a reason. The description and history of today's creature came from a live science article called What Are Genies? A Saudi Scoop article called Types of Jinn in Islam A Vice article called What Are Jinn? The Arab Spirits Who Can Eat, Sleep, Have Sex and Die and a Live About article called What Are the Jinn? The eyewitness reports came from an ATI article called Meet Jinn the ancient Arab spirits who have been creeping people out for centuries. References for the episode will be posted on social media for you to have a look at. Speaking of social media, links to those and other ways to listen are in the episode description under my link tree. You can currently find me on Facebook and Instagram. Patreon is getting an upload of one of the transcripts each week as part of the £3 tier. The link to the Patreon is also on the link tree and, as before, you're welcome to pledge more than £3 a month and I'll find something extra special for the people that do. I do have an email set up on the link tree, but it doesn't open up a new email, so that's in the description of the episode too. Send me your spooky stories, unexplained events and anything else you want me to read out. Or, if you have any corrections or issues with things that I've said, let me know and I'll address them as soon as I see the email. The next episode will be out on Wednesday and next week's creature feature will be released on August 13th. So hold on until then. <laughs>